some technical difficulties because I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, I've literally got a blanket draped over my head and over my computer screen right now, trying to uh, block out some of the echo and the air conditioning sound from my room. Uh, off to a great start. Hi, everyone. My name is Mike, and uh, welcome to the podcast. This is our first episode. Um, so I don't, I don't know, I don't know what this is. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I, I, I thought, hey, let's do a podcast. That'll be fun. Um, surely I can talk about stuff that I like for an hour every week. Um, so that's kind of what this is right now. Um, I've never done this before. There's not really a a plan for this or a, a structure for this. I kind of have a loose outline of uh, things I want to talk about. But yeah, I'm kind of winging it. So uh, if you're listening, um, which you probably aren't, this is for me right now. Um, thanks for listening. Um, so yeah, I uh, a little bit about myself. Um, I am a filmmaker in Charlotte, North Carolina. And uh, I just love, I love movies. I love movies. I love TV shows. Um, and I thought, hey, let's, let's talk about them. Because, um, you know, nobody's doing that. He said sarcastically, um, there are millions of these and the world definitely does not need another one. So I thought, hey, I'll do one. Oh, super cool. Um, yeah. So that's where we are. Uh, again, if you're here, I appreciate you being here. Check me out on Twitter. Oh, super cool. Um, I will probably not tweet very often. <laughs> Doing a great job of selling this podcast. Um, so to the three or four people who are listening right now, again, thank you. Uh, I'm going to just kind of start talking about stuff um, and we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see if this becomes anything. That was the first thing I wanted to call this podcast was, is this anything? Um, because I, I, I don't, is it? Will anyone ever listen to this? I doubt it. Um, but apparently that was already taken. So by, by probably a much better podcast. So um, as we're kind of getting started on this thing, um, you know, bear with me as I learn how to do this. And as my equipment gets better, I can't hear myself through my headphones um, because, again, don't know what I'm doing. Um, so I'm just kind of checking my levels and making sure that I don't go too loud and and hoping for the best. So uh, if this setup sucks, I will try to uh, make it better as we go. So I, I did I did write a few things down. And if you hear me clicking, uh, it's because I'm on my computer. And if you hear uh, cats howling, uh, it's because my cats are outside the, the room and they want to come in and I'm not letting them. So they're very upset. Yeah. So um, the first thing I kind of wanted to just talk about, and there won't be a lot for this first episode because, um, you know, I'm, I'm unprepared, is uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man, did you see, did you, me, yes, did you see the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer? I sure did. And let me tell you. It's a trailer. Uh, it looks awesome. I am very excited about this. Um, I I seriously dig the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. Um, I think part of that is because I'm a I'm sort of a OCD completionist. Like he's a part of the MCU right now, and he fits into the the universe of movies that I already like, and so. You know, when a movie comes along that doesn't fit into it, it's like 
I can enjoy that movie still, but I like it even more when it fits into the MCU. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> this, uh, this is, this podcast is going to be for a very, uh, niche audience, uh, people who are nerds and who like movies and who are, uh, you know, down with superhero stuff. Yeah. Anyway, I like, I, I mean, I, I have a, I have a, uh, a fondness for the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies, but, um, I got to be honest, I feel like people who who really prefer the Tobey Spider-Man movies are looking at them through the lens of nostalgia and not looking at them through the lens of like high quality movies. Now, to their credit, they were trying to be very comic booky and they, I think, succeeded very well. But they're just not they're not for me. Like, again, I enjoyed them. I loved them when they came out. But since then, so many better superhero movies have come out. Um, I thought Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man was a fun little experiment. Not for me. Didn't didn't love him. Um, and if you know me, I am a uh, I'm a huge collector of physical media. So I, I own hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, of Blu-rays and DVDs. And I actually don't own either of the. Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies, which I think says a lot because I buy a lot of shit. It was I, I I enjoyed them so little that I didn't buy them. So, again, not not throwing any shade. Andrew Garfield's a great actor. We all know this. Um, I think Mark Webb is a good director, but uh, just didn't 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 really like that that vision for Spider-Man. So then uh, Tom Holland comes around in the MCU, finally. And um, I just think he's great. I think he's a great Spider-Man. I think he's a great Peter Parker. I think he's a, a great little actor, great little dancer. Um, and so, yeah, I really enjoy his movies. People throw a lot of shade at uh, at Tom Holland's Spider-Man, too. They, they're like, you know, uh, Homecoming and Far From Home weren't that great. I, you're wrong. <laughs> Sorry, you're just wrong. They were great. They're great little movies. Um, and so uh, I'm a big fan. And I uh, so when this trailer came out for No Way Home, very excited, especially because it comes out uh, in less than a month. So um, if you're at all familiar with the uh, current goings on of the Marvel Universe, you know that, um, you know, they're about to expand into the multiverse. And so, you know, this trailer shows us obviously a lot of baddie bad boys from previous Spider-Man movies, from the Tobey movies, from the Andrew Garfield movies. Um, obviously, most notably is uh, is is Alfred Molina's Doc Ock looking as fresh faced as ever, uh, thanks to some Marvel digital de-aging. But yeah, he looks great. You know, he's uh, I think he fits right in with this world. Um, I'm like super stoked to see Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin. Uh wasn't a huge fan of his little green Power Rangers costume in the uh, <laughs> in the first Spider-Man movie when he uh, stabbed himself in the balls and then died somehow. Um, but like, again, the lens of nostalgia, like when I saw him in this trailer, I said, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I'm in it. I, 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 I'm into it. You know, give me more of that Power Rangers goodness. Um, Jamie Foxx 
his Electro is back and looking way better than that blue gap-toothed um, Electro from the first, uh, from, sorry, from Amazing Spider-Man 2. Don't understand what they were going for with that, but, uh, you know, it was a creative decision. Good for them. Uh, Sandman is back. I'm, I'm curious, like, all we've seen of him in this trailer is he's a big lump of sand. Uh, he's a sand face, like he's from The Mummy, Brendan Fraser, throwback to 1999. So I'm curious, did like Thomas Hayden Church come back for this? Um, I don't know. They haven't shown him yet. So maybe, maybe yes, maybe no. Uh, and then Lizard from uh, Amazing Spider-Man 1. Are they going to bring Venom into this? That'd be kind of cool. I don't really love the Venom movies, but, um, you know, I wouldn't hate seeing him in here. I think, you know, the weird thing is that like, I don't think Sony has ever done a great job with Spider-Man until... Marvel got their hands on him and now I, he's great. He's awesome. And the villains are awesome. So, um, I'm probably, look, if you disagree, um, you, you're, you're right. And I'm wrong <laughs> because I'm an idiot. And, uh, the things I say, uh, don't matter. Um, look, I'm just excited. I'm excited for this movie. I love movies. You know, I love a good romping adventure. I want to, I want to be taken away from my daily life and transported to a, a, a new, exciting world. You know, look, I love a good I love a good drama. I love a good rom-com. Uh, I love a good epic adventure. But I also love a good just stupid superhero movie. Um, a lot of my film friends are like they don't see value in a in a dumb superhero movie because it's like Ugh, it's all the same. Um, yeah, that's fine. It's like it's it's entertainment, you know. Oh, just burped. You're welcome. Um, I see the value in um, in highly. Oh, air conditioner just turned off, so maybe my sound will be better now. Doubt it. I. I see how, for a lot of people, film is just another artistic medium, right? Uh, and for 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 super um, artsy folk, it's like comparing uh, the Mona Lisa to uh, paint by numbers, right? Comparing a a classic like Citizen Kane to <laughs> Spider Man No Way Home. Um, fine, yeah, they're, you're right. They're they're different things. Um, for me though, I've always felt like I, I can, I can appreciate, especially being a filmmaker, I can appreciate what goes into making a, a, a brutal drama that just like makes you cry the whole time because it's just so heartbreaking and, and sad and, you know, emotional The the talent that goes into, uh, crafting those performances, the talent that goes into, um, you know, directing those actors to to find those performances and then put it all together to a cohesive piece that like really challenges the way you think and, uh, you know, makes you makes you learn and grow as a person. Awesome. I love all of that stuff. For me, I also I want to be entertained when I go see a movie. So when I see a brutal drama like that, I'm like, that was really good. I never want to watch that again because it's just not entertaining. Like it's it's not not every movie has to be a roller coaster. Uh, what did Martin Scorsese said? It was like, uh, you know, amusement park movies. Uh, obviously, not every movie has to be like that. But 
I still get a lot out of movies like that. And so I, I don't know why I'm defending my position to you because um, you agree with me, obviously, if you're listening. No, if you don't agree with me, um, that's fine. We're all allowed to like different things. And, um, you know, I think the Internet and thereby the world would be a better place if we all just agreed to disagree. We're not going to agree on everything. And uh, if you do like it, it being anything, <laughs> then good. I do, too. Or if I don't, that's fine. So, yeah, um, Spider-Man <laughs> looks good, huh? Um, yeah, I'm 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 pumped. It looks awesome. Loves me some Tom Holland. Love me some Zendaya. Uh, I think they're great and I want to see more of them. Not like nude. I want to see more. I want to see them in more stuff. So, yeah, I always said that if they ever remade Back to the Future, which they shouldn't, but if they ever did. Um, Tom Holland is the only actor I can see replacing Michael J. Fox, and I would be okay with it. I don't know who would play Doc Brown. I don't know. Yeah, maybe um, Chris Pratt. <laughs> no, no. Um, maybe Bob Downey, Robert Downey Jr. You know, he could he can channel some weird uh, Christopher Lloyd energy. I don't know. Probably not. So yeah, Spider Man. That's all I really wanted to talk about with Spider Man. Um, but if you saw the trailer and you thought it was cool, tweet at me at oh super cool. Um, and if you hated it, um, tweet at me, but please be nice. And um, yeah, let me know what you're most looking forward to. What I think um, I'm looking most forward to is I'm looking forward to having um, to to being surprised because Marvel is known for putting out um, trailers that have been digitally modified and i have a feeling they did that quite a bit with this trailer in fact i've already seen a couple of tv spots where dr strange is like suddenly in a different background so um i don't know what the hell to believe anymore but i bet you they're hiding uh, a lot of really cool stuff are they hiding toby Maguire? are they hiding andrew garfield obviously but Please leave Andrew Garfield alone. He doesn't want to he doesn't want to answer these questions anymore. So just leave him alone. He's in the movie. Obviously, he's in the movie. He's going he has to be. And if he's not, that's fine. But he is, obviously. And so just stop asking him because you know he can't answer that question. And he's probably so sick of it. So just stop asking him. All those <laughs> All those media uh, uh, gotcha journalists who are listening to this podcast, just leave Andrew Garfield alone, okay? All right, the next thing I really wanted to talk about, the the um, the real important stuff of this podcast, podcast number one, oh, super cool, here we go, subtitle, um, Ghostbusters Afterlife. <sighs> if you know me, and you probably do if you're listening to this, because... Why would anyone else be listening to this? Um, you know that I am a huge, huge Ghostbusters fan. Have been all my life. I don't remember seeing the original for like the first time. And if I'm if I'm thinking about it, which I am, obviously, uh, I probably saw the cartoon first and then saw Ghostbusters 2 first and then saw the original Ghostbusters. Why is my voice doing this? Um... So, 
Yeah, I probably saw the cartoon first because I was a child. And then I probably saw Ghostbusters 2 and then went back to see Ghostbusters 1. Doesn't matter. The point is, all my life, I've been a huge fan. And it's really, it's really, um, my, my fandom has grown over the past few years because I'm an adult and I have disposable income. And so I'm spending a lot of it on Ghostbusters paraphernalia. Uh, just a huge fan, big, super, super fan. And, you know, 89 was when the last, um, Ghostbusters movie came out in this continuity. And I remember like high school hoping and praying that they would make a third Ghostbusters and, Dan Aykroyd kept going on TV and radio and saying, oh, you know, we're writing one and, uh, you know, it's uh, we're going to send it to we're going to send it to Billy and we'll see what he says. And, uh, you know, but we've got some really talented guys in here and, you know, Harold's just writing a great script and um, terrible um, Dan Aykroyd impression. Um, but he's been saying for years and years and years that they're writing it and they're going to start shooting in the fall. And um, obviously none of that ever happened. And then, unfortunately, um, Harold Ramis, Egon Spengler passed away in 2014, I think. So in, in 2014, the hopes of a new Ghostbusters movie in the original continuity were pretty much dashed forever. In 2016, uh, they made Ghostbusters answer the call, the reboot. I don't want to, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to start shit. Um, just wasn't for me. Was not, I was not a fan of it and it had nothing to do with Lady Ghostbusters. Uh, it did had nothing to do with even those Lady Ghostbusters. Not a huge Melissa McCarthy fan, um, but I've seen her in plenty of things that I really liked her in. Um, so that that wasn't that wasn't the issue. It was just it was a parody of a Ghostbusters movie, and that's not what anyone really wanted. But of course, over the past five years, if you said you didn't like that movie, uh, you're a misogynist and a woman hater and a soy boy beta cuck or whatever, <laughs> or whatever. Um, no, no, you're not a soy boy beta cuck. You're, you're a, you're a, a Trump loving, um, you know, whatever. No, I'm none of those things. It was just a bad movie. Okay. And it completely ignored the original continuity, which is not what anyone wanted. We wanted, we wanted our guys back, which again, we weren't going to ever get because Harold Ramis passed away. Um, and even if it was just like a passing of the torch, like passing, passing the proton packs down to a new generation of Ghostbusters and it could be girls and it could be girls and guys and it could be whatever. It could be dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. But the fact of the matter is, uh, we wanted we wanted the originals to be acknowledged because they meant so much to us. And the 2016 reboot just didn't do that. Sony, not super happy with the performance of that movie. Didn't didn't make its money back. Um, didn't make its budget back. And um, Dan Aykroyd and Ivan Reitman, the original director, also not very happy with that movie. Then comes Jason Reitman. You may remember Jason Reitman as the... Little brownstone boy at the birthday party in Ghostbusters 2. You know, my dad says you guys are full of crap. And that's why you went out of business. That little boy was Jason Reitman. Jason Reitman, son of the original director, Ivan Reitman. Uh, sometime back in 2017, I think, uh, 2018, had a vision. Had a vision of a little 12-year-old girl standing in a cornfield or a hayfield, whatever, holding a proton pack. And he said, I didn't know what that meant, but I kept going after it. And, uh, and then I wrote a draft. And 
when we heard that, oh, cat's outside screaming. Um, when we heard that, when I say we, I mean Ghostbuster fans, when we heard about that, it was like, oh shit, this could happen. This could actually happen. No more of Dan Aykroyd's, uh, uh, we're shooting in the fall um, for 15 years. This could actually be a real thing that happens. And and like overnight, they posted a little teaser trailer of uh, of this farmhouse at night and lightning's going off and you hear the proton pack sounds and then the camera swoops into this fa- this barn and lightning strikes and you see the uh, the Ecto-1 under a tarp and it was like coming soon, summer 2020. And we were like, oh my God, this is legitimately happening. Um, my cat Kevin just walked in the room. That's cool. Yep, there he is. So, uh, so that teaser trailer came out and we were we were on the hype train. It was really happening. And then they announced, okay, we're casting McKenna Grace and Finn Wolfhard and freaking Paul Rudd. And every, every step of the way, we were like, our, our, our prayers are being answered. And then we saw a trailer, like a, re- a proper trailer. And it looked good. Like it was not New York City, obviously. It's in a small town in Oklahoma. But like it looked beautiful. It had like a color palette. And, you know, you, you saw little Easter eggs of the, of the previous movies. And it was like, they're really like putting some love and affection into this, into this franchise, which is clearly what it was missing, uh, in the previous, in the reboot. And, uh, and then, you know, okay, COVID happened. So it kept getting pushed back and getting pushed back and getting pushed back. I actually think it had like four different release dates. Um, so finally it, uh, gets released upon the world And we saw it on Saturday and, um, man, it's just, it's just a, it's just delightful. I I don't know how, I don't know how else to say it. I'm not going to go into spoilers in this. If you are interested in hearing spoiler thoughts, um, send me a, send me a tweet at, oh, super cool. And then, you know, maybe next week I'll do a spoiler, spoiler conversation. So I will. I will uh, be vague and not um, ruin anything for you. But yeah, it's just it's just delightful. I, I You know, it's fun. It's so, so funny. I really did not expect it to be this funny because the trailers didn't really show a lot of funny things. You know, they they really leaned in hard to the, um, you know, showing the the love and affection for the originals in a in a in an emotional way so not in a funny way um but man it was super funny the cast is is phenomenal uh mckenna grace um i think she's like maybe 15 now um she was probably 13 when they were filming she is um just so good in this movie she's really funny and super charming um some just a really great performance uh, Logan Kim plays her little friend and this is the first thing he's ever acted in. And I was like nervous when he first came on screen. Cause I was like, eh, this kid is a little, you know, 12 year old kid. Who's like supposed to be like the comic relief. And it's just, you know, it's hit or miss. Like when it's a hit, it's the Goonies, you know, but when it's a miss, it's just, it's something that you, <laughs> you want to forget immediately. Um, and it was a hit. He was so funny in every scene. He was just cracking. I mean, literally I was laughing out loud. He was so funny. Finn Wolfhard is, is, is Finn Wolfhard. I mean, he's a very consistent talent and he was funny in this and he plays part well. Um, Celeste O'Connor, um, plays a, you know, teenage popular teenage girl and she's named Lucky and, uh, she was great in this. Um, 
Carrie Coon, uh, Carrie Coon. I love Carrie Coon from, uh, from the leftovers and other things. Um, she was great in this super funny. Paul Rudd is, you know, Paul Rudd is Paul Rudd. And if you don't like Paul Rudd, you're wrong. Sorry, you're wrong. Um, agree to disagree, but no, I disagree with disagreeing and you're just, if you don't like him, you're wrong. Um, yeah, Paul Rudd is just, he's just fantastic in everything he's in. It was, it looked beautiful. It sounded so good. Oh my God. We saw it in a Dolby theater where like the seats shake every time anything happens. And, um, man, when they turn on those proton packs, it's just, uh, it, your whole body rumbles. Hold on. going to close the door because Trash Kitty won't shut up. Yeah. Sounds amazing. Uh, and it's, it's just, it's surprisingly heartfelt in, uh, in all the right ways and pays tribute to the original movies. Um, and, but, but if you haven't seen the original movies or if you're just a casual fan, you will still get something out of this. It's not just a, you know, a, a paint by numbers again, I've second time I've used that reference. Um, it is thoughtful and, emotional and heartfelt and there's a real arc for this story and it you know you're scratching your head at some moments like oh my gosh like why did this happen why did this happen and everything gets paid off and it's just it was so enjoyable but I will say when we sat in the theater Saturday night I almost was like too anxious to enjoy it I was legitimately like clenched <laughs> the whole time and I was like please be good. Please be good. Okay. This part needs to be funny. Please be funny. Okay. That was pretty funny. Oh my God. Please be scary. Okay. That was pretty scary. Like that was how I was feeling the whole time because I just, in my bones, I needed it to be good. And, uh, so like, you know, we watched it and Erica was like crying and, and I, and like, I wanted that. I wanted that, that emotional release and I didn't really get it, but it's because I was so anxious. Like I, again, I needed it to be good. So I actually went and saw it again on Sunday last night. And, and when I watched it again, I was like, I already know this is great. So I was able to just like relax and actually like enjoy it. And I enjoyed it so much more the second time. Uh, I was laughing out loud at jokes I knew were coming. Uh, and yeah, I, I, I cried like a baby. Like I was so emotional. Um, just really well done. Again, I don't want to go into any any real details about the plot. Um, you know, if you've seen the trailers, uh, this family is, you know, they're broke in living in the city. They're broke. They get evicted uh, and they find out that uh, their their grandfather left them this house in, uh, you know, the middle of nowhere in Oklahoma. And they get out there and, uh, you know, something strange in the neighborhood and they have to figure out like what's going on and who who was my grandfather and you know why did he come out here so that's where i will leave you with that but um yeah just just so well done and you know uh i've i've watched um all the interviews with Jason Reitman talking about how he made this and and why he made this and uh you know it was even that made me emotional, um, but not because of Ghostbusters, but because, you know, he was like, this movie is is a it's a love letter to the fans, obviously, 
but it's also a, um, a love letter to my dad, his dad, not my dad. <laughs> How weird would that be if Jason Reitman wrote my dad, Rick Rita, a love letter? Um, no, it was a love letter to his dad, Ivan Reitman, who directed the originals. He was like, he's the best director I know, and he's the best dad I know. And, you know, I wanted to make something that would make him proud. I wanted to, you know, take on this challenge of, uh, you know, extending the world that he created in, you know, 30, almost 40 years ago, which is a daunting task, I can only imagine. And just super sweet, you know, like seeing them on the red carpet together and seeing how proud Ivan was of Jason and how how proud Jason wanted his dad to be of him and just emotional all around. So, um, yeah, emphatic 10 out of 10 from me. Um, it will be a movie that I watch, uh, regularly, uh, along with the original Ghostbusters one and two and, um, stop hating on Ghostbusters two internet. It's good. You keep, you know, people keep, keep saying Ghostbusters two is bad. No, it's not. It's good. You're bad. No, if you don't like it, that's fine. You're allowed to not like it. And I, and I agree with you. It's bad. Um, no, it's not. It's really good. I, I love it. I, I, I don't. I honestly don't understand where the hate comes from because I think it's just as good as the first one. That's not true. It's not as good. It's just, it's very good. It's like, you know, the first one is perfect. (laughs) And then the second one is like not perfect, but still really good. So people are like, oh, it's bad. That's incorrect. It's not bad. It's very good. So stop hating on Ghostbusters too. Um, it didn't get a lot of recognition in this movie. Um, but I have heard uh, Jason Reitman recently say we have some ideas for a future movie uh, where we would be referencing Ghostbusters 2 a little bit more. So no no Vigo the Carpathian or River of Slime in this movie. But um, yeah, maybe in the future. And sure, I'll direct that next one. Um, Jason, if you're listening, I'm sure you are. Um, yeah, tweet tweet at me at oh, super cool. So anyway, um that's this that's probably where I'm going to end this um, because yeah I've been talking for about 30 minutes and um, it's too long to talk by myself to myself uh, anyway thank you so much for listening this is what this podcast is going to be for a while uh, as I'm figuring things out so um, I appreciate you uh, sticking with me while I figure things out and um, yeah follow me on Twitter at Oh, super cool. Um, and maybe I'll do an Instagram or a Facebook or something. Um, probably not. It's a lot of things to remember. So I'll probably just stick to Twitter for now. Um, and, uh, yeah, thank you for listening. Um, if you have suggestions for things you'd like to, uh, to hear about on the podcast or, um, you know, people you want me to interview, sure. I'll, I'll give them a call. I'm sure they won't answer because I'm nobody and why would they? But, um, yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's engage. Let's uh, talk to each other. Let's have a dialogue. Um, thank you. This is so stupid. Um, <laughs> but it is. I did have a good time. It was fun. So um, hopefully next week I won't have quite as many cats trying to get into my room. Um, I have eight cats, just so you know, and one dog. Um, most of them are being good, but two or three of them are being super annoying right now. Um, yeah, hopefully next week. Uh, the sound will be a little bit better and I'll be a little bit more comfortable. I'll have a glass of water so my mouth doesn't uh, get completely dry like it is right now. And um, I got nothing else to say. So thank you so much. Um, this has been, oh, super cool, episode number one. And uh, we'll see you in the next one. Or, you, or, or I'll 
You'll see me. Well, you'll hear me. You'll hear me in the next one.